welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Hanna. I'm pleased to introduce to you our ClioCon 2023 mini clips, mini series. Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast. I am beyond thrilled to be joined by two people I absolutely adore in the legal community, the wonderful Lisa and Mitch Jackson. We're tuning in live from Nashville, Tennessee, ClioCon. How are you both? Lisa, go first. We're happy to be here with you this morning, Rob, especially after a busy night. That's right. Yeehaw, Rob. <laughs> you know we feel the same way about here, so it's good to be here. Yeah, and do you know what? That's what's been really amazing about Cleocom for me. Coming to a place I would never come to typically ordinarily, Nashville, country music, followed by high-quality content, right? And so... I wonder, before we talk about Cleo Cardis, just dive into your quick journey because I look on you and I said offline, you know, if my wife and I could emulate what you guys have done as professionals, as, as family people, I would look back and say, good job. So I also realized it's not straightforward, right? So, you know, there's challenges and the tip of the iceberg. So Lisa, just tell us a bit about your professional journey and then maybe one or two nice words about Mitch if you have to. See, we met in law school initially. Well, um, Mitch was starting his own practice. He's a year ahead of basic. He jumped out first. I went to work in the defense with a thing defense firm. Uh, and after a short period of time, I decided that wasn't for me. And I wanted to go out on my own. And Mitch said, well, you know, I'm really busy. Do you want to come and try working together? Well, we're both a little suspicious about whether that was possibility. Um, and then we decided, why not try? And if it doesn't work, we'll live on. And that was... 37 years ago. Wow. The that's, rest is history. That's when I say success story, right? Because that's a long <laughs> period of time. And, and Mitch, just talk us through how your sort of, you know, the journey started and then obviously, you know, meeting Lisa. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's just playing off of what Lisa just said. I started my practice. I'm a first generation lawyer, grew up on a ranch in Tucson, Arizona, a lot of blue collar friends and family members. So when I passed the bar, I started my practice out of the back of my car, uh, playing basketball down at Laguna Beach. My first two clients were the guys I ran the court with. Obviously, Lisa's the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And once she decided that uh, her mom and dad worked together, they had their own business. My mom and dad worked together. They had their own business. So we grew up with our parents working together. We knew the pros and cons, mostly pros. There's a few cons. And... Uh, so when we went in together, uh, everything kind of clicked, uh, started off working across from each other at a single desk. <laughs> As I shared from the stage yesterday, our first um, decision to try to get, a, get an advantage over all the other big firms in town was to go out and purchase a $5,000 HP desktop computer with 20 megabytes of hard drive. But it did start our journey, our passion, our interest with technology and the law. Uh, the key to our success over the years is uh, trust and understanding. Lisa doesn't trust me, and I don't understand her. And that is a terrible joke he got from my own father. <laughs> Mike the Milkman, God rest his soul. And, uh, and it's been a fun journey ever since. Lisa's absolutely the most talented trial lawyer I've ever met in my life, and it's been a privilege to practice law next to her. Uh, for all of these years. Thanks, Mitch. I, he, I have to, he has to say that or he doesn't get to come home. That's, that's a stipulation in our contract for working together. I, I want to come back to the technology conversation. So obviously, Mitch, I've followed you online and we've become very good friends. And, you know, I've always seen you stay ahead of the curve and very curious and open-minded, which I think is refreshing from, from a legal professional perspective. It's just 
the journey of how you've gone through growing your firm and, you know, as you said, those 37 years, um, have you always shared the same vision for the firm? You know, what would be your advice for other people that might be in, you know, maybe they're in law school now, their boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever it may be, and they're thinking of going through is what would be your wisdom you would share to help? Because my grandfather always said, anyone can be successful, it's far harder to stay successful, right? We could all have a bit of success in our lives. You've been continually successful and there would have been challenges along the way going through your firm. What would you say to people starting out and to continue that level of success? Well, I think for us, one of the biggest things, first of all, is we've always believed that there are a lot of people doing everything, but there are very few people who are good at what they do. Yeah. So the first step is to make sure you take care of your clients, always first and foremost. Um, we try to hold good, positive standards in our community, Rotarians for 35 plus years, try to give back to the community. And it seems like if, like most things in life, if you work hard, do the right thing, you're honest, you care about people, things kind of tend to go your way. Yeah. And a lot of, most of our business comes in through personal referral, clients, friends, family, old clients referring people to us. So that's an easy thing. As a couple, I think it's a lot easier than people think it would be because we're both headed in the same direction. We're both working for the firm's success. We both support each other. You know, it's an easy circle. Yeah. of trust and easy circle to work in. It's actually a lot easier than I think when I was working in a defense firm, if he was working in his alpha, because they drew you, they drew us apart, hey, right. doing just separate physicship, different focus. One. So it's much easier. I would, so, oh, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, just playing off of that, you, you understand what the other person's going through. Lisa's working late, getting ready for a big closing argument. Yeah, I know her personality and she doesn't want to be bothered and, and it's okay and she's, she's in the zone. And the same applies with me. If I'm stressed about something, she appreciates that and gives me my space. I think one thing I've learned working with Lisa is our mantra at the firm is to be kind to people, okay, whether it's clients or opposing counsel, judges, adverse witnesses, but be hard or tough on issues, yeah. okay? And I think just, just, just reminding ourselves every day in our profession to keep doing that. It allows us to build friendships, build rapport with opposing counsel who end up being referral sources, and at the same time, getting the kind of results that uh, we've been able and fortunate to get over the years. Yeah, and you've had some tremendous results, that's for sure. And yeah, you, I always say rapport wins the war, right? The better you can build that rapport, the more likely that you're going to win. And we were talking over dinner last night about the word of respect, Mitch, which obviously I have a high level of respect for both of you. And one of the things that my grandfather used to say to me is obviously live respect to die regrets it. And he has a great legal legacy running his own law firm. And I think, um, you know, looking at the both of you and what you're trying to leave, what would you want your legacy to be in terms of what you've achieved? How do you want to be looked back to one? Because I know you've also got family that are coming through the ranks in the law, doing tremendous things. But, you know, what do you want that to look like? I, th I think in, in our office, one of the main things we do, like Mitch's Mitchin, it's when you go to battle on a case, there are cases where, I mean, I've been in trial and it's rough yeah. and you're going toe to toe with opposing counsel. And then at the break, we walk out and say, Hey, you want to grab lunch? Because we recognize it's a very small community yeah. and it's important to support each other because the law has, particularly in California and everywhere, it's always under attacked by people who want to get rid of damages or, or that don't protect the consumer. So we're very much consumer oriented. Yeah. Um, and that helps our practice grow because you, as a lawyer, if another party has the case at, against your client, 
and there's a possibility of resolving it, you you don't want to give them a reason not to settle your case. Yep. But if they respect you because you're doing a good job and you don't personalize things, you're making it all about the client, all about the case, then generally that's a more effective way to run your practice. And that's been very successful for us over time. So I like the fact that we can go out in the legal community and there's nobody I'm hiding from or yeah. I'm ducking to avoid. I'm always usually happy to see people on it. I think, and I think for the most part, I hope they're happy to see us as well. It's been a great experience. For it's, us. And it's a loaded question because, and I really mean this, I feel like we're just getting started. Yeah. And like, what do we want to leave? It's what I want to do. It's what do we want to do? There's so much change right now in the world, especially when we talk about technology, why we're here, that is, it, there's more opportunity today than ever before. And I think to answer your question, it's, it's to leave the world if we can, a better place. And for me, it's it's letting the general consumer know that lawyers care, that lawyers want to make society better, that lawyers have the tools, the instruments, and the training uh, to hopefully make the world a better place when used for good. Yeah. Right. And so for me, that's always my my bottom line barometer. That's that's my what am I thinking? My this was my baseline. Right. This my north star. My baseline is to make the world a better place. You know, one case at a time. And I love that. And, and you know my mission as well, Midge, which, you know, I, and I think this is where I want to play down on technology and, and, and really talk about that. And hence why we are all here is to build this kind of more collaborative legal community. And I, again, I, I reference back to my grandfather. So I know we're all family driven. Um, you know, he left an incredible legacy offline, but I can't go online and search. His name won't appear on Google. A lot of the people, unfortunately, have passed of his generation who hold that, you know, trying to find a paper document when I live 250 miles away. So I think with the advent of online technology, searchable for good, you know, my daughter one day can go online and look at all of this content, all of these things and think, Do you know what, dad did something, you know, yes. and, and it's traceable there and it's going to be that be, be around. And so that means something to me. And I always say I'm trying to emulate the success that he had, but in an online kind of connected digital world, but, but for good. Um, and Midge. You know, I just look at you and you're just always trying things with your law firm, right? And you've been involved in technology for a long time. So get me excited about why you're more excited about why you're getting started because you you were in sort of Google Glasses, you're obviously on AI, you're in Web3. Like, what are you excited about and why do you get so excited about technology? So before I answer that question, you are doing everything you just shared. And think about this for a second. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our online Yep. relationship that formed during COVID, yep. right? Online shows, LinkedIn, your LinkedIn Live, your podcast, we connected. Yep. You're now here in Nashville from London. We went out last night and you got yep. to watch, you know, the performances of the Grand Old Opry. That wouldn't have happened had it not been for digital. Correct. And uh, answering your question, technology, Web3, the metaverse right now, it's changing everything, especially with decentralized technology. It's bringing the world together as a community, I think communication is the reason we're going to be able to move forward and solve a lot of the world's problems. The example I just gave of the three of us sitting here is because of that type of technology. Yeah. Um, as it expands in a decentralized fashion, we're going to get more people accessing these resources because it's not centralized. It's not controlled by one major corporation, which will expand access, uh, improve the legal justice system, uh, offer people that aren't able to afford lawyers easier, faster, and quicker access to the courts through artificial intelligence platforms. And when it's all said, said and done, you know, make society stronger, 
more supportive and frankly, uh, a more enjoyable experience. Yeah, that's important too, right? You want to have fun in life. The one thing Lisa and I have always done is we tried to have fun in what we're doing. Now, it's not always the case. <laughs> Sometimes there's a little bit of stress, but that is, you know, our baseline. And I'd like to see more warriors start enjoying the journey instead of realizing at the very end what they've done to make society a better place. So if I could elaborate on that a little too, I think when I was talking about our community at home, you know, growing up having practice for a long period of time, I think a lot of people look at the online community as de detached. Yeah. And they think it's not personal. When actually it's very personal. Yeah. What it really boils down to, I mean, you've seen it, you've been doing it since you got here. You walk in and you meet someone who you feel like you know because you've already been connecting with them. You get to see them. You've spoken with them a great deal, sometimes more than you see the people you run into in your own neighborhood. Um, and I think it's really expanded that process. And for the consumer, I think it allows them a level of comfort with you. It's something that in the early days, there were no pictures. You know, there were no advertising allowed for lawyers. Yeah. It was a completely different dynamic. Now people will come in to see us and they feel like they already know you. Yeah. There are people who feel like you are their neighbor. Yeah. So they're comfortable with bringing you their legal problems. And that's a, a big jump for most lawyers. Making a client comfortable at the outset makes a huge difference in how they communicate their issues with you. And it's really, it can be transformative in how the case proceeds. You think you understand where they're coming from or what they need. I think the word I, I use is connection, right? And it's something obviously, you know, Mitch, you and I, we, we in socials, LinkedIn, I do, I, I work with, you know, create conversations, but it just allows a connection. Like I felt, even though, you know, Lisa, you and I, you know, obviously I've learned a lot through you, through Mitch, but I felt like an instant connection through, you know, the, the relationships have been built up of the past. And I think when we talk about technology for good, and, and Jack talked about this in his keynote speech, um, you know, this technology is going to help lawyers bring that more human touch to their practice, which everyone is craving, right? And I think that's something that's really important to me is, you know, we just don't churn out the things. We want to build connections with our clients, with our people. You talked about the community, and that's what really excites me about this technology. Before we close, we talked about offline that, you know, Texas, Austin, it's been announced, ClioCon. Lisa, how's your ClioCon experience been? And are you going to be at the next one? And why should people think about coming to a ClioCon? I think ClioCon is just because it's top notch. Everything they do is always top notch. Um, from the facilities, the people who run it, they're also friendly. They're also helpful. Everything is laid out for you before you even get to a ClioCon conference. You know what to expect. You know they're going to have uh, outstanding speakers. They're going to bring in people covering every issue you could possibly imagine. And then, of course, Jack does a great job at the outset with the keynote. Um, it's just, and it, because of that, it draws a certain community of people yeah. That you want to spend days with at some beautiful location, hanging out and having fun and learning what you need to know. And it's the energy as well. And, and Mitch, you know, you very kindly invited me on the first evening where you were MC for the American Legal Technology Awards. I think you did a tremendous job of. Um, you've obviously been speaking on stage as well. You've been talking about ChatGPT and, and AI. What's your experience been? And, you know, what would you say to people again who uh, sort of, should I go to ClearCard? Should I learn more about it? What would you say? What I'd say is if you are like the rest of us, and we've been spending a lot of time on digital primarily over the last couple of years, if you want to turn handshakes into di it, it, digital handshakes into real life hugs, yeah. come to ClioCon because everybody is connecting. We're all here for the same reasons. The quality of content is exemplary. Uh, of, 
you know, above, uh, you know, it's just outstanding. And um, the Legally Speaking podcast, which you run, the people you interview, the way you do your interviews, the, the, the human side, the relation building uh, abilities of your guests, I think everyone can learn by listening to that, by, by taking what they learn from your podcast, from people that they meet here, bring it back into your practice, bring it back into your community. Yeah. Learn from the best, right? History leaves clues. And uh, for all of those reasons, it's just been great to be here. It's great to be on your show. And it's always great to spend time with you, Rob. Well, th this has been a highlight for me, meeting the both of you in, in, in person. And I'm just so happy we got to do this as well as, as a mini podcast. So from all of us on the Legally Speaking podcast, thank you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next year in Austin, Texas.